Here's what I'm thinking. I'm liking skulls, I'm liking smoke, I'm liking flares. <laughs> What's up, world? It's your boy Sway from MTV News, here to bring you game number nine, episode 11 of Knifey, Knifey Lion, Lion Radio. Radio. I am Jonah. Follow KLR on Twitter. If you aren't already, at Knifey Lion Radio is the handle. Joining me via FaceTime audio from Florida is reformed indoor instigator, Zach. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Corbin Bone. <clears throat> Corbin Bone. Nick from Soccer will not be Skyping in. He is too far away on the east side of Cincinnati. And Chad is currently deadlifting a panda bear. This week, voice crack, this week we are forced to recap the beating we took to the Charlotte Independence. We'll do a suddenly relevant edition of Catch Watch. We'll touch on the super classy buildup to Wednesday's Open Cup game. A brief stadium status and then probably not a chant. Recording this late, I will not wake my children for your entertainment or my own. But the fact that you're joining me here so late, even though you're listening to it at the same time as you normally do, I proudly welcome you into the quiet John Harks, Cave of Quiet Wonders. And a quick shout out to Diane Schlag for sending me that tweet of you guys doing the John Harks Cave of Wonders in a tunnel. Really appreciate it. Put a smile on my face. I don't have anything funny to say. Zach, you're currently on vacation and you're still want to be a part of the podcast do you want to address the situation let people know how dedicated you truly are yeah i've got a two-year-old kid he's inside alone unsupervised crying (laughs) i'm out here i'm out here on this outdoor deck but no it's fine there's nothing going on it's raining it's a real cst vibe this week i'd say yeah you know i'm dedicated let's get to the recap this game was a nice throwback to last season when it felt like we were uh Constantly getting thrashed for road games. Uh, Charlotte Independence. The game was uh, super hot. They'll probably use that as an excuse. No excuses. Starting lineup is pretty much our go-to starting lineup, I guess, except um, Nazmi is still nursing that rib injury, so he wasn't there. Richie Hoyt-Smith, Kanon, Lasso, Richie Ryan, Walker, Bone, LaHood, Ledesma, Koenig. So you got Ledesma and Koenig playing up top. They're still called Diamonds, the usual four at the back. For this week, I decided to get really professional and jotted some notes as I watched the nightmare unfold. The fifth minute, I don't know if other people noticed or not, Spencer Ritchie forgot how to throw a ball. I think he got caught in between, <laughs> do I want to throw it long or do I want to throw it short? And he didn't do either and just kind of farted it out there. Almost got chipped and uh, luckily it landed on top of the goal, but I think that was a nice sign of uh, things to come. I gave it allowed Jesus fucking Christ when that happened. <laughs> And then um, they also, I don't know what time that chance was when they had pretty much a free header that went just over the top two. But I will say, I think the first 15 minutes, I thought we were dominating um, and looked pretty comfortable. We were at a stroll, which we stayed at that stroll pace the entire game. But at the beginning, it looked like we were going to cruise. Yeah, I thought we were fine to start the game. Uh, 21st minute, Ledesma. The man of the moment had a sweet through ball to unlock Charlotte's defense. Great ball to Koenig. I was getting excited then because Ledesma is still just the man with the plan. Knows what he's doing at all times. I wrote down from the 20th minute on that we started getting better looks and actually controlling the ball and making stuff happen more on the front foot. But uh, it did not lead, unfortunately, to a goal. Right. I think uh, didn't Ledesma had a whiff too. 
he swung with his right foot and then completely missed it, which was a good look. I thought we were looking pretty good, but then in the 38th minute, we give up our first goal of the game, and I think things just kind of uh, started snowballing after that. Yeah, and that first goal, it was it looked a lot like other goals we've given away where like things kind of were moving in slow motion, and you're waiting for someone to close this guy down, and he just turns and buries it. <clears throat> I think that second goal, uh, I don't know who which guy on their team got the ball. He dribbled past like three guys and then made the made the pass i don't know why we didn't close him down either it was it was a whole debacle back there plenty of blame to go around i don't even think i singled out anyone specifically because uh you know the whole game is kind of a cluster the next goal because there's a lot of them to get to <laughs> in stoppage time of the first half a shot that got uh, a little bit deflected i think and richie was completely flat-footed another one he's been burned by a lot of deflections i'm not really a goalkeeping expert zach what did you think when you saw that goal yeah i thought i thought it looked like maybe it took a, a little deflection and i think he was blinded by there's a lot of traffic there i don't know i'm not calling for spencer richie's job like a lot of people are i don't really know how much of those goals he was really to blame for everyone's complaining oh he was a statue there but i don't think i mean you just see those happen sometimes like he couldn't see the ball took a deflection i couldn't really tell but there's a reason he didn't dive for it he's not a chump mercifully halftime came uh at halftime jimmy came in for blake smith blake smith didn't really seem to bother me in the first half but maybe it's just more of a tactical thing to get a little more width which they were desperately lacking in the first half true but then even though it had nothing to do with jimmy making things happen um a nice through ball to danny koenig danny koenig and he taps it around the keeper and slides it home for a nice goal danny koenig. I thought we were back and i had eyes on the w yeah i thought it was on too you know his touch took it a little wide i was kind of surprised he was able to finish it but i thought from that point on i was like all right we're gonna turn it up and we didn't we stayed on fucking cruise control I should mention that Koenig goal was another great ball from uh, Ledesma. So he gets the assist on that and just keeping that train rolling. Yeah, I mean, basically, we don't have to go through every goal, but uh, they had another one in the 57th minute and one in the 87th minute. Yeah, it was embarrassing. And, like, yeah, it was hot. That's the only excuse that you could give for, like, I know none of us are out there, but we can see what's going on. And it was a complete lack of effort. I don't know why. Why would they look past this game? I know we got this Open Cup game, and the fucking internet is going crazy. But Did the players yeah. care as much? Yeah. Especially I don't know. A like, third of them aren't going to be playing in that game anyway, so they have no excuse, really. Yeah. It felt like they were jogging. And, like, I don't know. I'm looking at these stats, and our player stats are actually, like, really good. Everyone, people are going to town on Michael Ahood that he doesn't have chemistry or whatever, but I felt Every other time he's played, I thought he looked great. And then this, I'm looking, he had 92.5 passing accuracy. Yeah, everyone 90. had amazing passing stats, which I guess yeah. maybe that lays to bed how important those numbers are because it doesn't, doesn't mean it yeah. translates to anything. But, uh, yeah, Kenny Walker, 92.5 passing accuracy. Richie Ryan, oh, they were all, especially in that first half towards the beginning of the game, maybe that's when they got all these passes in. I mean, we, we were just able to move it around, dink it back and forth, and, like, come up the middle like we want to. But then, like... It was just like a walking pace. Like, that's all I could say. Like, when we went down, you want to see, like, some urgency, and it just never came. Some of it's on the coach, but, you know, these players, they fucking know. Well, Koch was wearing shorts, so was he taking the game yeah. seriously? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right? You just roll out of bed. Uh, well, the duel stat, which I will continue to say I do not fully understand. Kenny Walker, three duels won, ten duels lost. LaHood, four one, five loss. Richie Ryan, three and three. McLaughlin, one and zero. Corbin Bone, four and four. 
all the games we've won, that stat's been heavily in our favor, which makes sense, obviously. But uh, let's just say we weren't winning the one-on-one battles based on that random-ass stat that I don't understand. A couple other things from the game. Lasso, Force Lasso got a yellow card, so he's suspended for the next game. Um, saw him drop an F-bomb. I'm not going to bring up Jesus, but, I mean, Jesus, hello. And, yeah, he's uh, watching. Canon uh, put an arm to the face of uh, some really obnoxious dude later on in the game, and he got another yellow. He's on four now. But uh, we'll call that classic Canon. That should probably be a, a segment because every week there's a classic Canon that I love. And uh, I like the announcer just assumed it was a dive because the guy was flailing so much. They're like, look, he doesn't even. T- oh, yeah, there's the arm <laughs> to the face. Yeah, but. Uh, God love him. I would say this game felt a little more frustrating than the loss normally might be because of all this buildup for this game on Wednesday. We're getting so hyped up on that, and then uh, we just kind of lay a giant turd. And I know it'll be different players, and they'll get up for this game, but uh, not the momentum I was hoping and praying for. No, no. It's, it's really a terrible way to go into this game that has taken on maybe a little more significance than, than it deserves, really. I mean, I know we want to move on in this U S open cup. And I'm confident that we will, I think we can really put a hurting on this team and I hope we do, but yeah, it's a bummer. But yeah, what are your final thoughts about the game? What can you say? It was, it was a terrible game. I think we've been playing really well. We had a great week. So I'm just going to pray that this game pray to uh forest lasses. Jesus. The <laughs> game was, this game was just an anomaly. So this four, one thrashing that we endured leads us to this week's edition of catch watch, you know, it's getting warmer, Koch. You're off the ice cube. That's your uh, your glacier vacation is officially over. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, I think he's he's not on the hot seat. Um, it's his first away loss. It definitely sucks, but you know, let's get through Wednesday. If he loses that, then shit's gonna fucking hit the fan. But I think we'll turn it around. It was a depressing game, but I think we'll be all right. And Koch, I'm gonna go ahead and have faith in you, but put on some fucking pants. <laughs> Your team took the game as seriously as you took your outfit. Was he still rocking the goatee? I honestly didn't notice. Yeah, I I want to say yes, he was, but I'm not sure. My eyes went straight to his tan, tan legs. <laughs> I'll say he still had it too, but uh, I'm not positive. Um, you know, now we got to move on to uh, Wednesday. Detroit City FC, uh, this past Wednesday, Detroit City FC beat the Michigan Bucks in round one of the U.S. Open Cup, meaning FCC will face them on Wednesday at Gettler. Calm down. And while their fans may appear to smell like the lost and found bin at a Food Not Bombs, they're actually a very sophisticated bunch. Um, They know we're slaves to our corporate god. We suckle at the teat of Lord Lindner. But they let you know in a really friendly way, and uh, they also gracefully accepted the small number of tickets they were allotted for the game, and they didn't complain one bit. Zach, what's been your favorite part of the buildup for Detroit City FC? Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. Um, their humility has been really impressive. Uh, <laughs> their charm. really gracious. Their charm. Their wit. But to be honest, it's really kind of frustrating because, I mean, you know me, and like really what Detroit City claims to be about or wants to be about is directly in line with my viewpoints. Like I said, I think I've said it on this podcast before, like I fucking, I hate Carl Linder. <laughs> what do I usually say? Like, yeah, every time I buy a Gatorade from UDF, but I'm giving money to a Trump super PAC. 
I'm like, I I've get... been told he did not give money to Trump. Okay, so I'm gonna hold on to that. I'm gonna stick it in my chest pocket and believe right. that. It's but not, go ahead. <laughs> it's not direct to Trump, but it is to Republican super PACs who are we're backing Trump. That's what I've read. That's and possible. I think Trump showed up to one of his son's weddings or some shit like that. But like, I mean, we see this. I don't know if everyone knows how down we all are in the fucking DIY punk scene. <laughs> but like, you see this shit all the time. Everyone thinks their shit doesn't stink. You always want to call somebody out for not being as fucking progressive or like fucking noble, whatever. If you a simple internet search will tell you Detroit City FC is looking for investors to shoot a bunch of money into the team and jump them up to the next league. So it's whatever. When a major label won't sign a band after they've sent all these fucking promos out, so they put it out themselves, are you going to fucking suck them off? Like, oh, man, you guys are so fucking DIY, and, like, I really respect you. It's like, no, you're trying, and you're trying. It just didn't happen for you. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, this attitude from them, I don't know. Yeah, like, the, my mind a little bit. the general idea behind them is fine, but uh, it just comes across so annoying and humorless at times. We have annoying fans because we have so many fans, not to sound like an asshole, but we have a much wider swath of fans than they do. Right. So obviously, even if we have the same percentage of annoying fans, it's going to seem like we have a lot more, but they're like an organized niche, their supporters group. It feels like, I'm sure there's some people who hate the Northern Guard, but the fact that we have so many, yeah, they're going to be like, well, look at this douchebag. I'm like... Yeah, it's yeah like, but your collective do, group like, think is annoying. Yeah. We cover the whole spectrum of assholes. There's like the you and me assholes, and then there's the other assholes who are, don't have any thoughts that line up with yours and mine, but we all like the team. You know, they do just have like a selective group of supporters, and they're right and we're all wrong. And that's whatever. But like their fucking attitude about everything just is a, such a turnoff. And like I said, it's a bummer because like they're a team that I would like to get behind. Like they're in a different league. Like I could support them. They got good uniforms. Yeah, they're just like, oh, they just seem like such fucking assholes. They're all smarter than everyone else. And then this whole, like, players not getting paid thing, they think that we don't understand why a player wouldn't play for free. Like, we understand why a player would play for free. We don't understand why your team won't pay them. Yeah, they're not. I know there's, like, they have some college players, and that's, like, whatever. But, like, that's a fucking cop-out, man. They say, like... They're growing. Um, they've got forty to forty-five percent growth every season. They're operating at a profit. I think uh, people who invested in the stadium all got to split a hundred thousand dollars, whatever. I know that's not a lot because there's like five hundred investors. But either way, money is being made, and the players aren't getting any of it. The players are the ones making the money. Now you're coming to see the fans. Yeah, yeah it's like I mean, <laughs> they're all fucking want this socialist utopia or whatever but like the workers aren't aren't getting paid this is the opposite like if someone wants to explain it to me different by all means i'm sure someone's going to at knife lion radio and tell me why i'm an idiot oh, and by yeah. all means do it like i said like they're a team that i would like to support like they got st Pauli coming like obviously like i love everything that st Pauli is about and i think detroit is trying to like emulate that model and i think that's cool but it's just their fucking self-righteous attitude about it yeah, they don't have a solution though. Like, just stop following our local team and just to be noble, like you. Like, there's not, <laughs> yeah, it's there's like not whatever. a perfect situation for any of these yeah. professional yeah, teams. Like, I'm like, fuck it. We've been gifted this team. They're putting all this money into it. That money didn't get fourteen thousand people at our home debut. People just wanted to watch a team. They would have watched it no matter what. I saw him on Twitter. It really annoyed me. Was 
they were complaining about the pride charging $20 to be a member and saying how, like, basically like a, how dare you make people pay to be a supporter to me is really stupid because you can support the team in a million ways. You don't have to be a member of the pride. You get a right. scarf and then they use that money to do stuff for the supporters group. It's all goes back into them. It's not like anyone's taking the money and they're like, well, how do you do it? They're like, well, we sell our own merch. So whoever wants merch can buy merch. They don't have to. And that's how we support it. And it's like all the people who are joining the pride want a scarf. First of all, <laughs> I'm going to assume 99%. If you join the pride, you join a supporter group, you want a fucking scarf. That's part of the deal to hold up your fucking scarf. <laughs> like that's, that's a lot of it is to have your scarf. So yes, they want a scarf and they want to support it. And this is how they do it. And it was just like this fucking semantics that like, no, we just sell merch and use that money. I'm like, you're just moving money around on the table. It's the same fucking yeah. shit. And you're just another random ass thing you're using to feel superior for no reason. It's just unnecessary. Yeah. It's like, but they're super serious about it. It wasn't just like a good bants. Yeah, Go ahead. it's like it's like fucking the band tragedy. Everyone wants to suck them off because they weren't didn't have an internet presence. Then you don't know when the fuck they're playing. Like, <laughs> but everyone's like, oh yeah, man, they don't even have a fucking website. Like, they won't get on Facebook. And then like, well, I'm like, well, when are they fucking coming to Columbus or Cincinnati? You don't fucking know. But this like, guy drive past the right telephone pole. Yeah, you're... and everyone's like high five for it. It's like, come on, man. Like, so then yeah, the ticket allotment. What does it take to get through people's head? All of this was set before we knew who we were playing. And if we were playing anyone but Detroit, you wouldn't hear a peep because we wouldn't sell more than five away tickets. We just wouldn't. And obviously, FCC is going to think about their fans first. We're playing at this small venue. You want our fans there. We gave them the allotment that we're, we have to give them. Yeah. And then on the flip side, I do remember we had the potential of playing Columbus Crew in our first year in the U.S. Open Cup, but we lost the round before. And I know we were all butthurt that they were going to host the game in a smaller venue because we were saying, oh, we're going to bring fucking 5,000 people to Columbus and they're going to screw us. So, like, I understand we were naive. I don't think we all really understood, like, how it works. Now, on our side, we all know, like, this has to be selected way in advance. There's no way we could move it to Nippert. That's just the facts. And unfortunately, in this round last year, like, we didn't draw enough. It made the right decision because these tickets weren't selling like hotcakes, so... I wish they would stop playing the victims, this whole internet thing. Like, we're going to make sure this never happens to another team again. It's like, all right, fucking. No one's going to remember this horse. next year unless we play them. No one's them. ever going to remember this. Yeah, it's not going to fucking matter because if we played anyone else, no one's going to travel. Like, we're not going to give them more than we need to in our small stadium. They're like, just give us more. Like, we're not just going to give you more of the seats that FCC fans are going to buy. This is kind of how it works. And yeah, it's shitty that barely anyone's going to get a chance to buy them. But the fact that it's in this small stadium, they're not going to change the rules the last second to give them. And if they were really confident, there was a week or two, two weeks to buy general tickets after season ticket members. And anybody could have bought those tickets. I understand not buying them at the time because, I mean, they barely won the game. But that was a possibility. And if you do the percentages, if this was at Nippert and we were giving them a percentage allotment that's the same, they would have had like 900 tickets. So think about that, folks. That's math. Yeah. I mean, I wish that last year in this round, when we played Louisville, we would have sold out Nippert. And then they would have booked Nippert again for this round. I don't know why. No one fucking went to that game. That's our biggest rival. I guess we just but hate it, Wednesdays. I don't know. What yeah. We do, unless it's but an people, MLS team. Yeah. People didn't go. So 
there you have it. It's got nothing to do with Detroit. Yeah, I just want this to be over. I won't, never want to deal with them ever again. They've proven themselves to be fucking humorless douchebags. But I will say, you know, a lot of people have appreciated the Night Feeling Radio video, so that's great. A lot of the banter from the FCC side is fucking really embarrassing. I wish it like, had to go through us first <laughs> <laughs> and we could approve it. Some some of this shit is just like, oh, God. Stop. <laughs> I the the stuff I hate is I don't give a fuck about Detroit the city like not in like a negative way it's just like not I don't think about yeah. Detroit and but when people are like your city's a hellhole and blah blah like they and Detroit are two separate things to me like your city's bankrupt there. fuck your team like that kind of stuff yeah. is just lame to me yeah yeah what the fuck is that like our city's got fucking embarrassing problems racist <laughs> cops like everywhere else <laughs> like there's enough there's enough meat on the bone with the actual team that you could just rip on their supporters. <laughs> That's good enough. Yeah. Um, but before we move off, if you haven't watched the Copa 90, the original video on the Copa 90 YouTube account, just look up Detroit City Copa 90. And that's where all those videos came from. And the famous moment where they're talking about the creation of the supporters group. I knew we were on to something when I emailed I don't know, Jim Bob over there. And he's like, here's what I'm thinking. I'm liking, <laughs> I'm liking smoke. I'm liking flares. I'm liking skulls. And you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is you and every other fucking team in the entire planet, like smoke, flares, and skulls, everyone does that. They'll have to wear that scarlet letter for the rest of their existence because I'm going to really enjoy making fun of that video for as long as it has something to it. What do you think about the actual game? Do you have any thoughts, Zach, besides just being fearful of losing after all this shit talking? Yeah, my thoughts are, well, one, Forrest Lasso being out for Saturday, I guess is good, because maybe he wouldn't have started this game, for all I know. Um, Could be him and Patty Barrett, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, whether it's Deckel or Patty, they'll both fucking be enforcers back there. I think we've got to crush them. There's just no way. I mean, I don't want to sound overconfident, but we just have too much talent. I don't know if I want a like a Cicerone experiment or something. I want like bench players I've seen, even though Cicerone had a good preseason and this would be the time to play him. Maybe I'll eat my words and he'll score a hat trick. But like I've just gotten maybe unnecessarily nervous and I'm I wanna see some familiar faces out there, but who don't get a lot of playing time, just Yeah. Get Lance Lang back out there. Just yeah, fucking sure. shoot some rockets at their tiny keeper. I'm not too proud to block Detroit City people if we lose the game either, because I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want it on my knifey lion feet. Yeah, no, I don't either. I, <laughs> oh God, if we lose this, I'm, I might just retire yeah, the podcast. We need MLS that week, or something. Yeah, announce MLS so we can just put this all behind us. And uh, one last shout out, because I know you're listening, because you're fucking lame. Uh, at dc at dc dc fc the dc chapter that you didn't know they needed of detroit city fc who just did not get any of the knifey lion radio jokes on twitter even when detroit fans themselves seem to be enjoying them um god bless you you know you go through life just (laughs) completely oblivious to the humor around you (laughs) and you end up getting royally flamed by a fucking loser like me it's got to be rough yeah and i i mean i don't want to apologize for anything but i i am sorry some of our fan base actually thought you guys went to 
Cincinnati Children's <laughs> Hospital and gave it the finger. That was pretty funny. Went, went to the zoo and gave the finger to a baby hippo. Went or, back in uh, time. Went back in <laughs> <laughs> Truly classless. I, um, I think some people thought that they he photoshopped that, too. Or, yeah. you know, I'm assuming. Hopefully no one thought he had a time machine. But they're like, oh, this one's in black and white. Oh, it's artistic. Yeah, or, you know. The sticker. Oh, God. Sticker the gate. sticker. Yeah, sticker gate. Jesus Christ. You guys put it. You know that's vandalism. <laughs> Jesus, I can uh, give. A sometimes fuck, I'm just. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just ashamed. But um, what someone on Reddit said, if you're listening, uh, sorry, I have to call you out. Luckily, I don't know your name. Fucking scum. <laughs> <laughs> After the sticker debacle, yeah, fucking scum. I was like, Jesus. I know the the guy was zoomed in from far back. It would look like a fucking yeah. I don't know. Yeah. bird shit on it. Yeah, I just want to say, most of us know it's no big deal. <laughs> it's funny to me. It's all good. Um, yeah, you didn't like rip a seat out and steal it or something. Yeah, none of that shit bothers me. I'm like, we're obviously all about just like a back and forth. We're not always going to think everything's funny, but some people are just, yeah, some people just made this no fun. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. And now like I'm associating our no fun with their no fun and I just want them to go away forever. So hopefully we crush them and that happens. I don't envision any fans on either side being fucking violent they've never shown the only thing i worry about is if they they overload that garage and some fucking asshole you see cops do something stupid and try to arrest people for you know i've never seen a uc cop do anything like. inappropriate though <laughs> yeah. especially on video <laughs> yeah anyway that's my only concern i'm not trying to like put that out into the universe but i don't think fans are fans we i think everyone's pretty level-headed when a push comes to shove hopefully uh that's enough about detroit city unless you have any parting words for the, the skeleton gloves no whatever. i might have said uh, it all i can't wait for this game to be over but i'm sure we're gonna fucking crush detroit so it's all good all right so this week we'll do a real quick yeah it's back edition of stadium status stadium status some stuff came out to give us, uh, you know, put a little chill over us for a second that at the last second, the CBA was going to get, they were going to try to extort us as the radio would tell you to get some crazy amount of shit and that it could throw this into jeopardy. That seems to be a lot of uh, BS. The rant I have down during this whole process, you contort yourself into being okay with Bill Cunningham on 700 WLW because he's pushing a similar agenda for once. But now that you can see this was on a Friday when he put out this. He said he got a super secret, top secret email about all this. You can see he's just using FCC to you know, promote himself, pretending he's got secret info, but it's mostly bullshit. Um, so we should, you know, let's be clear that Bill Cunningham is uh, a huge piece of shit. <laughs> he, uh, I called him a mangled wax faced version of the senile Cubs owner in Rookie of the Year. So if you want to <laughs> if you want to Google that, it's pretty accurate, I feel like. Um West End does not look like Aleppo. Do I need to say that out loud? <laughs> does that need to be said? It does not look like Aleppo. Uh, your face does. I said. <laughs> He's probably listening. He's a big fan of the podcast. And uh, the stadium shit has made for some strange bedfellows. But when it's all said and done, let's hopefully with a stadium, let's remember where these clowns stand on every other issue and uh, separate ourselves from people like that that's uh, all i have to say zach bill cunningham you really like him go ahead yeah i think it's pretty obvious what i feel about him i mean i don't usually like to promote violence on the <laughs> podcast but 
I would love to see him out in real life sometime wearing his fucking stars and stripes <laughs> button up shirt. Um, yeah, a scumbag of the highest order. What else can you say about him? Clearly, I hate... a sticker putter on her. <laughs> yeah, that guy's putting stickers on some shit for sure. That's what else. Barack Hussein Obama. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how he first got national notoriety because I remember he introduced uh, Romney or something and he kept like overemphasizing the Hussein part of his name like we were going to be like oh 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 you're like we know his name bro but yeah I just wanted to say that because he's hyping up this like he's acting like he's doing it in good faith but uh, the fact it came out on a slow Friday to me meant it was bullshit and it just for I did see somebody a reddit person say Congratulations, Sacramento and Detroit. And I said, like, take a fucking hike, bro. After all this, you're still doing that one bad thing. Not even bad happens. You're like, oh, guess we fucking blew it. Like, don't listen to any of this fucking white noise. Jesus Christ. Bill Cunningham, you are officially uninvited. (laughs) To the podcast. I was going to say, you're officially welcome to the former alt-right haircut styles. Jimmy McLaughlin. Let's get MLS. That would be cool. <laughs> Can we be part of the MLS? That would be great. I've actually been watching a lot of MLS, so I feel like I've been wasting my time if we don't get this bid soon. Zach, any final right. thoughts on the game? Uh, final thoughts? Detroit Wednesday. I'm saying 4 to nothing, and it's been, yeah, the most annoying week of social media that I can really recall. I think we've all shown our worst sides. <laughs> Let's just move on past this. Once Everyone but KLR on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. All right. Enjoy your vacation. All right. Thanks. Bye, everyone. All right, folks. It's officially just me left here, um, which might make some of you uncomfortable. But uh, (laughs) got a baby sleeping, got a toddler sleeping. But I want to give you one chant just for bearing with us on this really strange week. It's been a busy weekend. It's hard to put this podcast together. People out of town, people on vacation for some reason, children, Mother's Day. But, you know, we got to pump out the product. I need an episode Monday, even if it's trash. I'm not saying it's trash, but even if it is, got to put it out there. But so for a chant this week, this one goes out to Justin Hoyt. It's to the tune of Irreplaceable by Beyonce, assuming he's on the left. All right. To the left, to the left, every single time, pass the ball to the left. Yes, I'm open, you see these hands, it's not a question, these are demands. So keep playing it back, that's fine, cause Thierry Henry calls me all the time. It's my name that's on my back, that's how you know where the fuck you should pass it. Standing by the sidelines, telling Koch how you're such a fool. How I'm the only man you should think of passing to. Don't overthink this. You must not know about me. You must not know about me. I'll just be on the wing for a minute. Actually, more like all 90 minutes. Baby, thank you. Prid, Prid North, Diane Schlag, Queen City Mafia, Lenders, Ladies, Jimmy's Kids, Queen City Orphans. You'll all be singing that. Voice crack, Jesus Christ. So yeah, my final thoughts... I just want to shout out all the love Knifey Line Twitter has gotten this week in this war from hell. As usual, though, in first place, Louisville lost too. So 
shit stays the same. It's like the last game didn't even effing happen. Hold hands with a loved one, quietly rise together. Rise together.